Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. There we go. <clears throat> so I got back uh, late last night and had a very full uh, day with meetings, kind of hit the ground running. I couldn't avoid it. Um, so I, I knew I wasn't going to have time to prepare a whole talk, but I wanted to do something I've been meaning to do for quite some time which is um, have a Dharma conversation together. Um, and I thought I'd kick it off with some thoughts on a, um, a practice uh, issue that I find um, really important to, uh, to keep in mind when you're practicing. And that is, um, our forward edge of practice. What is our forward edge of practice? I'll say a few words and then I invite us to do, just explore each of us and maybe have a conversation uh, discussion on it. And if there's, if there's time, I wanted to show you a, an inspiring clip that, um, that I've been enjoying lately. So, um, the Buddha talks about contentment as a really good thing. In the, in the Mangala Sutta, the Sutta on blessings, there's one line he says, to be content and grateful, this is a blessing supreme. And there's something very mm, uh, very nourishing and uh, seeming that that's what the the practice is pointing to to be fine with things just as they are. However, in one discourse, he says, there are two things to not be content about. One is um, if you have um, high uh, states of absorption, don't get caught in thinking that's where this whole thing is leading to. They're rich, they're fun, they're uh, nourishing, but not to get stuck on that as being the end all of practice. And then the other very closely related is um, do not be content with whatever attainment you've had, but to keep on uh, forward leading, onward leading, onward leaning to keep on developing yourself until you're fully awakened. Everything else yeah, be with things just as they are, but don't be complacent with your practice. So the idea is to just keep on growing 
And as long as you are facing in the right direction, this is not a relay, not a race, not some kind of competition, but you take the next step and delight in the process rather than feel frustrated by where you're not. I remember, uh, I might have mentioned this here before, coming to um, a re- a, uh, an interview, a retreat interview. It was on, I think it was my, yeah, it was my uh, second long retreat, my second three-month retreat. And I had done quite a few retreats before then, uh, but I came into that interview and I said to Joseph, I don't know what I've been doing up until now, but it's like I'm Alice in Wonderland. And all of a sudden, this is a whole new, a whole new world. And um, I felt a little bit sheepish about, you know, that I, all of a sudden, I felt like a beginner. But I said, I don't know, this is all really new. And he said, Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. I said, you do? He said, Yeah, I get it every time I sit. And then he, then he leaned forward and he said, And you know what? It's like we're at the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg. And he said it with a sparkle in his eyes. Yeah, it's like we're at the tip of the iceberg. And he was saying, he wasn't saying, oh, there's so much more we still have to learn. He was saying, how exciting that there is more and more as you uh, bring a sincerity to your practice, that life just keeps on revealing itself. How exciting. And that brings to um, uh, to mind this issue of our forward edge of practice. While there's contentment, there's this sense that I'm continually growing. And this idea of forward edge is wherever you happen to be, what are you, how are you growing? How is life giving you just what you need to wake up in this next aspect of life, of practice. It's dangerous if you say, I think I figured this one out, you know, then you're really in trouble. But because you're probably not finished with attachment, aversion, and ignorance, there's going to be places that you get caught or get tight or contract or need another level of equanimity or compassion. So every time you get caught, rather than feeling discouraged by it, oh, how how exciting. This is a new place for me to open up to and learn to be with experience or to be with my own humanness or whatever it is that you're learning. And that 
puts a whole different spin on the practice. And we can have at times different motivations for practicing in the bigger picture, a larger vision. And that forward edge of what's inspiring your aspiration can change over time. Like for me, I've had a number of different motivations for practice. The first first years, it was somehow to work through all this suffering and self judgment that I had. Uh, and wow, wouldn't it be great to get to the end of suffering? Okay, the end of suffering is another way of saying enlightenment. But that was my motivation. Okay, I want to suffer less. And it seems like this practice works that way. Then at, at some point, things were getting really essency and bright. And I had a different motivation. Oh, what is enlightenment anyway? You know, there were times in my practice that I felt, oh, God, I can almost feel it there. It's, it's crazy to think that you can watch yourself getting enlightened. It is completely uh, antithetical to the idea, because if you're watching yourself, gee, am I getting there yet? Uh, you could probably hear the eye in there. No way that happens. And so at some point I stopped with uh, the grasping and even the goal, even though that goal can be a very inspiring one. For me, it stopped being inspiring and there was a there was a kind of grasping there. Oh, okay. How about if I just throw myself into the moment? Let me see if I can do that. And that was really a very rich motivation because it, I figured, oh, if I ever would get enlightened or awakened, I realized it's going to be, whenever it is, it's going to be now, and wherever it is, it's going to be here. So the whole thing became, oh, can I be here now as much as I can in every moment? Because that's the only way that it would occur. Okay, so that was another motivation for practice. At some point, I was motivated by just wanting to learn to love as well as I can, as I could, as I could feel my heart opening, and um, and that's where I wanted to go for because it seemed like that was synonymous with uh, with true awakening. And so that was a big motivation. At other point, another point, I just wanted to learn to live wisely, just to live a life of um, integrity and uh, clarity. And so that that was another big motivation. At some point, then it became, oh, I I want to develop my my own practice as much as I can to be of service, to contribute. So any one of those, and you might have a few others that resonate for you, whatever your motivation, 
if it gets you to practice, it's good. In fact, even I'll just share a little story. I, I, I might have shared this before. I don't know. But one story that I love about uh, in the time of the Buddha, the, this, the Buddha's, one of the Buddha's relatives uh, joined the order and um, because he was swept up by the excitement of all of the other clansmen joining uh, when the Buddha came back after being away for a number of years, and he became a monk, but he kept on thinking about his girlfriend who he had le left behind, and and he couldn't practice. He just kept on thinking, oh, how how w wonderful it would be to be with my my love, and the Buddha heard that he was so obsessed with his his love his lover and the buddha said oh uh, you really you really miss her don't you he said oh she's so beautiful she's so wonderful and then the buddha said supposedly by his psychic powers he gave an Im a vision of a celestial nymph just an Un indescribable beauty and the and the buddha said what do you think of 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 this vision how does she compare to your to your lover and he said oh, no comparison she's so much more beautiful and the buddha said okay if you practice really hard and you get enlightened i'll promise you 500 celestial nymphs the guy practiced like his hair is on fire. And as all of these good stories go, um, he became enlightened. And when he became enlightened, he saw the absurdity of that being the goal. And he absolved the Buddha of his of his promise. So that's to say, whatever gets you to practice, whatever motivates you. OK, if it gets you to cultivate mindfulness and kindness um, and awakening, it's okay. But it's very good to have a motivation that inspires you. That's So there's those different motivations that in the bigger picture, but then there is the more day-to-day -day motivation. And that's what I wanted to explore with, with you as well. And that is the forward edge of your practice right now, these days. Where do you get caught? Where do you have some growing to do? Whether it's mm, looking at the news and getting reactive, or it's being impatient with those close to you, or it's feeling despair over the state of the world and, uh, and, and just having uh, no energy and feeling like, you're th like you should throw in the towel, whatever it is, or maybe you get um, angry with yourself or whatever it happens to be. What's your forward edge of practice for you? So I'll first explore this um, and have you reflect first in your own 
in your own life, we can take both levels, both aspiration and the day-to-day. So I invite you to close your eyes for a moment. On the aspirational level, what motivates you to practice? As the Dalai Lama says, my sincere motivation is my great protection. What is motivating for you these days? And get in touch with that motivation, whether it's to be kinder, whether it's to address suffering, whether it's to be enlightened, whatever it is, what for you? And if you get in touch with something, just let your awareness rest on that motivation. No pass fail, this is not a report card, but what really speaks to you? Why do you come on a Thursday night? Okay, and um, I'll open the chat box and then we can maybe have a little conversation. Uh, and if you would put in for you, what is motivating you these days, it would be great to share and then maybe we can have some conversation about it. So just go to the chat box and write in what you're motivated by. No right or wrong. Come on, don't be shy. I don't want to do this by myself. Oh, okay, thank you. So, kindness, addressing doubt and worry. And with each of these, we can read it and just root for these sincere motivations, equanimity, peace, upeka, looking for serenity, to awaken from the trance of unworthiness. I know that one well. To feel closely connected with everyone patience for those who think differently than I do and seem to be causing more harm than good. Clarity, presence, and patience. To learn to transform this suffering into gold, understand this mystery of life. Lovely. 
release from monkey mind, yeah. To live my life with kindness and grow, to nourish healthy relationships with myself, my partner and teens. Beautiful. To know myself better, <clears throat> better and better, and know the message of the Buddha. To know myself better and better know the message of the Buddha. I got it. Yeah. Any others? So, how does it feel to just name that? It's a, and I so appreciate your being willing to do that in an open chat. Um, what is that like? Anything that comes up? We can just spend a few a few minutes on this. What is that like to get in touch with that and, uh, for you? And you can just, um, let's see, I'll just let, uh, no. uh, unmute, unmute themselves. So anyone can just unmute yourself and um, and speak up. What was that like doing it? How does it feel inside? Yeah, Nathan. Hi. Hi. Um, it feels very nice. I feel that I'm more connected with kind of my deeper intentions. Um, my practice for the last, maybe since the pandemic has been rather routine and somewhat out of habit and reconnecting with that motivation reminds me of kind of why I sit and what it means to me. Great. And it's not something that you had to scratch your head or do some research on. Uh, it's just kind of asking inside, oh, why am I doing this? It's the simplest of questions and perhaps the most important question. Everything rests on the tip of one's motivation, the Tibetan saying goes. And wise intention is the second link of the Eightfold Path. After there's wise understanding, wise view, how suffering arises and how it gets can be overcome. And then there's wise intention. Okay. I'm going for it, but why is your personal access to the the source? Anybody else? Any other comments as you did that? Uh, Kylie, hi. Hi, James. Thank you. Yeah, and I love hearing everyone else's intentions and uh, or or leading edges or forward edges for practice because so much of it resonates with my own intention. But I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. My practice, even though it's fairly new comparatively, is is evolving, and I've noticed that it's evolving. And um, my intentions of say six months ago have evolved from what they are today. So I think it's really good to think about that and to articulate that, just to kind of, as Nathan said, to reset and re-energize. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, that that's that's the thing. It's it's not like, oh, do I have the right intention? Is it good enough? It's just whatever speaks to you as you keep on growing. Uh, that's that's the right one for you. So glad you're you're seeing that. Huh? Anyone else? Any other comments? Yeah, Charmaine. Um, um, it's really funny. After you asked the question, I went blank. I, I, I couldn't, nothing came. But before, during the meditation, um, it, it, in your uh, facilitating, you said kind, be kind. Mm-hmm. Wherever you've been, be kind. And I thought, that's what's missing today. Mm. That's why it was. And that's why I sit mm. to remind me, to remind me to be kind. Self-kindness. Sounds Thank pretty you. good. <laughs> Thank you. Good enough for the for the Dalai Lama. That's what he says. My religion is kindness. Kindness. How simple. And I think you just get motivated by that being kinder. And uh, I, I, you can't go wrong. Reminds me of uh, Aldous Aldous Huxley on on his on his deathbed. Um, he had done all this exploring into the the mind and consciousness and uh, somebody somebody asked him well uh, after all of this exploration what have you discovered and he said you know I'm something like this I'm almost embarrassed to say I think it just comes down to being a bit kinder wow so I think you got you're on the right track, Charmaine. Thank you. Any other any other comment reflection? James, hi. Uh, yeah, unmute yourself. Uh, see that? Uh, no, no, I see it. I you got it. You got it. You got it. There now. it is. Yeah, I've had this issue before. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, before when we had Alexa, things had come up about practice. And then I was looking, there's something on YouTube where this gentleman was saying uh, that uh, everything is practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started talking a little bit about uh, Dogen, Dogen. Mm-hmm. And then it came up again. I was just looking at... Uh, what is it? Uh, not always so. And uh, he says, uh, everything is practice. Mm-hmm. And I really started thinking about that. And everything is practice. It's not just us talking today. It's not doing the meditation and going out. Everything, walking around, cleaning, talking, doing the best I can, uh, messing up, getting up to and practicing to doing it again and doing it as as best as I can, everything is practice. All is practice. And it really, it really hit me. Even, you know, sitting there, all these people are screaming about the World Cup. I'm just sitting there breathing and watching it and enjoying it. And whoever wins, whoever wins. 
I uh, hope nobody gets hurt. It just, just kind of in this flow. And it's just, this was practice. And it uh, hit me after that. Yeah, everything is practice and learning is practice in all things. Mm-hmm. And so I had to write this because I have aphasia and that what is the practice edge? Of, what is the forward edge of my practice? Mm-hmm. It's trying to do something as skillful as I can. And if I don't do it, to continue practicing because that's always going to happen you know or you might have a little flow of where things are just skillful and then all of a sudden whoops uh you know i lose my temper or something like that to bring it down and apologize and do it right but it's still practice and then what is the forward of practice well i know in all these uh different people we talk about about being pointed pointed but that doesn't mean one forward i, th- I think for practice it's, it's almost like a mebic it's going in every direction being mm. there being practice because practice is going everywhere it's mm. like flowing mm. so that's my experience mm-hmm. that that's great i really appreciate that and uh yeah when i say when I say facing in the right direction, I'm I'm thinking in terms of away from greed, hatred, and delusion towards non-greed or generosity, non-hatred or kindness, like we we're saying, non-delusion, uh, wisdom. But what you're saying is so right on that if you see everything you do as held in a spirit of practice in a spirit of becoming more conscious that's that for me has been one of my main motivators just living as wisely as i can and as kind as i can and seeing it all not just when i sit on the cushion but seeing it all as part of practice thank you it's it's like hit me like a hammer bam uh, it's not just this thing that you know I could read about it mm-hmm. and it just kept showing up mm-hmm. and, and then uh, there you are writing about practice again mm-hmm. you know starting with Alexa, yeah. a couple <laughs> other teachers on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. you know, and then opening a book and there it is great now I would just uh invite you to change the metaphor to uh, or the simile to uh from hitting you like a hammer to uh uh just caressing you like a glove <laughs> maybe that's that's my practice to get there right now yeah it me like a hammer but that's <laughs> okay well if it's one that wakes you up and it feels good great yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you uh kimberly hi aloha i forgive me for not being on camera first i want to say thank you to kylie for telling me about this group my first time Mm. And I love this. I love synergy. I love song, the synergy of Sangha mm-hmm. and how everyone, what they've shared. I shared that I meditate for peace. And that sounds so generic, but it's not because it's exactly what everyone has said that I'm going for peace in myself, mm. peace in who I encounter, peace for the world, meta for me, meta for them. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. I've been I think you said something about not not how long as in the parameter of you know how many months or something, but more 
what have you been doing? And it, it came to me, it struck me, even as a child, um, I would blow out my birthday candles and the way I would wish for peace. Mm. So this is a long-term plan here. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> may, may you keep finding it inside and, uh, and help, help bring it about outside. Thank exactly. you. Thank you. Okay, so now let's go to the more day-to-day -day elements of forward edge of practice. Okay. There is that big vision, that big aspiration, what inspires us. And then there's day-to-day, -day, kind of what James was saying, but uh, just sometimes it can be really valuable and powerful to just see where you get caught and where some more attention will bring some ease inside what you're working on you know for me it's uh, one of the, one of the best things about needing to come up with a, a dharma talk uh you know most every week is uh, i'm always looking for material okay what kind of material oh where do i get caught oh and i mean it starts here if i've gotten caught oh what am i what am i noodling around about now how does the mind get contracted and then i can be a a kind of um investigator and see how does the mind get contracted how does the mind get free you know i i explore it a little bit and then hopefully can share it in a way that can be meaningful for you to see how it works in in your own life <clears throat> but you don't have to be writing dharma talks to do that and just seeing oh what is the forward edge of my practice what am i what will benefit me focusing on and and learning about so for instance mm, these days i guess for some time the forward edge of my practice is um balancing between compassion and equanimity between uh learning to stay connected to my caring for the world and not getting thrown by either how much my heart breaks or not getting too distant in my wanting to give some space oh it's okay the world will take care of itself and uh yeah it's nice to go for a vacation for a couple of weeks but you know if that's all your life then it might be it wouldn't be nourishing for me so you gotta for me it's it's continually finding that way to stay connected and engaged and at the same time um, spacious so i'm not getting revved up um, so that's just one example and at different times like i've said just with the other with the aspiration i've had different motivations sometimes it was just learning patience with the people close to me you know i'm pretty patient with most everybody except one or two people close to me 
that's the forward edge and that's often how how it works okay oh and then it becomes a kind of um challenge practice challenge not oh i blew it again but okay this is what i'm working on this is what i really want to see how i'm growing okay so you got the picture all right so now i invite you to again go inside reflect and there's probably a number of things happening in your life these days maybe loved ones going through challenges or maybe personal um, issues health issues or emotional issues or whatever it is just how are you growing these days what is life asking you to wake up to What are you learning? How is the Dharma helping you hold whatever particular issue might be in the foreground? What's the forward edge of your practice? If you get in touch with something, then you might just envision that particular situation where this issue tends to arise. And then envision the wisest part of you, the Buddha, or the kingdom of heaven within responding in a way that you want more and more to have available accessible what's the forward edge of your practice hmm. So once again, I will open up the chat box. And if we can be brave enough, uh, we can support each other. And just writing in um, forward edge of your practice these days. Uh, I'm going to see if I can catch something. Okay, let me see. Showing up for myself. 
to respond to the suffering of my children with love instead of fear. And as we're seeing these, we can support each other in them. Thank you. Trusting in my center, trusting my goodness. Beautiful, thank you. What's your practice? What do you practice? Non-identification, learning not to take things personally. It's not that serious. Thank you. My 95-year-old mother is demented and having more health problems. Trying to be helpful to her and cope with how crazy she acts making and is making me. Trying to be loving as well as rational in dealing with her. Uh, may it be so. <clears throat> Others, <clears throat> what do you practice? What is your practice? Catching myself when I get caught in, in the what if. Thank you. Any others? Come on. Practice mindfully and managing my sarcasm as a practice. Great. Gratitude for what I have and compassion for others. <clears throat> Thank you so much for putting these in. It's like all of a sudden we can just be real with each other and not need to hide anything. I'm a volunteer for solar for Africa.org. The leader has amazing strengths and of generosity, courage, and resoluteness. However, we can easily get drawn into conflict that takes a lot of kindness and understanding on my part. So you're practicing kindness and understanding, trying to stay awake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Noticing my heart contracting and trying to let go and relax. <clears throat> So again, just naming it kind of shines the light of awareness and saying, okay, this is my forward edge. This is what I want to pay attention to. This is what I, is the era that I can grow. <clears throat> Any comments on what that's like or what that brings up for you? Yeah, Larry. You can unmute yourself. There we go. There I am. Um, so, um, as you know, I've, I'm a chess player. I'm a chess teacher. And uh, I can get really caught in results. Mm. And uh, a week ago, I had it, I just crashed worse than I have ever in a tournament game um, where I just threw away an easy draw with one, one foolish move and I just lost it, threw my hat. Maybe, maybe I'm too, getting too old for this stuff, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I, maybe this is the end of me playing over the board chess. And I, it, it took me days to heal from that. Well, I decided to go back the next Tuesday and mm -hmm. because I had this insight of 
facing my fear, facing my anxiety, what, what will happen? You know, so I, I, I need to go back to, you know, where it, where it, where it happens. Mm. So this time I lost my game and, and I was, this time I was just outplayed and it was, uh, and as I was walking away, I thought I didn't lose my ego lost. Mm. And that, and that is not who I truly am. Mm. I just had this insight into non-self, maybe for the first time in my life where, wow. oh, that wasn't me there. That, you know, that was, that was the body and that was the mind and all. But who I really am is not that. And so it just gave me such peace to use that, you know, that's my ego, what Ram Dass likes to say. That's that's my ego operating. And I'm I'm more than that. I'm not truly that. And it was just a beautiful moment and continues to be. Beautiful. See that? That's just paying attention to the place that you get caught can be the doorway to freedom. How lovely. Well, well and non, non-self is actually a possibility. Oh. I thought it was just kind of a, oh, that's a, that's way up there, you know, maybe in long time. But I can, I had an experience of non-self, which is so relaxing. <laughs> Freeing, isn't it? Freeing, yes. Ah. Beautiful. Well, now it might be a whole different experience playing chess and even losing at chess. Yes. Maybe <laughs> I'll want to look forward. No. <laughs> <laughs> May all your losses uh, contribute to your awakening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Any anybody else? Anything comes up from that? managing my fabrications mm. and to see uh, negative fabrications versus, oh, that can be a good one. And just to continue to practice that and mm. recognize it though. I think that's whether it's good or, or negative or positive, mm -hmm. aware of what that is mm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's, that's one of my main practices when I, when my mind goes someplace and, and it's someplace that I, I don't want to hang out with just saying, Oh, mental fabrication. That's one of my main, mm. my main labels. Oh, just mental fabrication. The mind just created that. That's great, James. Any other? Well, I think, just so I can fit it in, I want to play uh, and then we can maybe if there's any comments, we can take a, a minute or two afterwards, but I want to play for you. Uh, if I can get it right. Yeah. One of my favorite short clips about practice. Uh, and I'm going to share the screen for this. Hold on. Uh, here it is. Okay, so this is a, an Indian boy who, um, who's 
really understood practice and wisdom. This is actually, he didn't invent, he didn't um, write this, but he definitely has, is living the trans, transmission. So this is called, what do you practice? Okay. You can see it, right? Can you see it? All right. So my question to you today is, what do you practice every day? What do you practice? Because what you practice, you will get good at. What do you practice? You practice joy in your life. Do you practice peace in your life? Do you practice happiness in your life? Or do you practice a lot of complaining? Because if you complain, you will get very good at it. And you will get so good at it that you will find fault with everything. Even when there's no fault that a layman cannot see, you, being an expert, will see it. What do you practice? Do you practice anger? Because if you practice anger, you will get very good at it. And you will get so good at it that the most trivial you'll think. Trivial thing will make you angry. Like sitting in an airplane and watching the sea cross from you somehow looks better than the one you've been given. And that is so unfair of the airlines. What do you practice? You practice being worried? Because if you practice being worried, you will get very good at it. And you will get so good at it that everything will worry you, including the buffalo you don't have. <laughs> so I propose, if this is true that it's a question of practice, then I propose you practice joy. <laughs> Oh, what is that? Very simple, isn't it? Um, makes sense when you see it so clearly. What are you practicing? This is the Buddha's statement. Whatever we frequently think and ponder upon, that will be the inclination of our mind. And that's why it's so, so important to make sure or to inspire yourself by doing what you can to be practicing something that's meaningful you, for you that will uh, enrich you, that will inspire you to what the Dharma is all about, which is basically do no harm act for the good and purify the mind those are the that's one way to um to simply state all the teachings do no harm act for the good purify the mind uh and uh kimberly uh oh no joyce asks uh, tell us 
who that amazing boy is. Maybe I'll uh, hold on a second. I can. All you need to do is uh, is look at. Um, I just googled what do you practice, and boy, and I'll but I'll put it in the in the chat box. Okay, for you. I love that clip. I can never get tired of it. Yeah, and there it is. What do you practice? <clears throat> Watch that regularly and you'll be guaranteed to face in the right direction. <laughs> so, okay, it's uh, almost time to go. I encourage you to just keep it in mind. What am I practicing and what inspires me and what motivates me to face in the right direction? And know that everybody, everybody benefits from your practice. How could they not as you become kinder and clearer and more compassionate? So I'll be here next week, uh, just before, um, just around solstice, just before uh, Christmas, and we can have a, uh, an end of year well, almost end of year uh, time together. So let's just dedicate our time coming here together, supporting each other. And may our shared practice nourish ourselves, be a benefit to everyone in our lives and be a benefit to all beings everywhere. <clears throat>